July 17th, 2023, and on this day in 1968, the Beatles' fourth film, Yellow Submarine, premieres in London. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I am doing wonderful. How are you? Uh, I think I hear your neighbors arguing in the background. So you hear that? Then. Yeah, okay. I'm like hearing well, like background noise. It's hilarious. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> It'll be good entertainment because I can kind of lean over and kind of see someone was smacking on the window. So I don't think they are having a friendly conversation. Uh, <laughs> they're just having a fight, a brawl out there. <laughs> I don't know if they're having a brawl. They're just arguing with each other. But oh, Interesting. Uh, while you check that out, uh, hello Raiders, welcome <laughs> in. Uh, Chasing Dragonflies, thanks for the raid. Uh, Scorpion, A. Aaron, uh, Mage. Aaron, where are you at? <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I have to, I'll do it every single time. <laughs> uh, ben, how's it going? Julia, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're a weekly music discussion podcast where Eric's neighbors are fighting in the background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh eric what's your drink of choice for today uh so my drink of choice is uh from tofino brewing the tough session ale uh so this is right from tofino there's no exclamation about this and it's delicious it just is like a perfect summer ale so that's the uh, oh that's the logo nice right there little little surfing wave for all you surfers out there so cheers very nice. Uh, and uh, yes, yay, nay on the drink? Yay, a big yay. Nice. It's a good like summer drink. It's very like kind of crisp and wonderful. Very nice. So, very nice. Yeah. Um, so um, we are actually going to bring back a small little segment we've done in the past. We're, we're actually going to do a fan mail section here. Um, yes, fan mail. We're apparently internet famous now after... Uh, <laughs> our last episode where we uh talked about kelly clarkson's chemistry album and god who is going to be appearing on our show next week i'm just kidding <laughs> she's not <laughs> there's no way she's not gonna waste our time with our yeah. our our stupid podcast but absolutely um yeah we got a lot of feedback so we're gonna we're gonna go through some some comments that people left um some light roasting and all that um Aaron is uh, only going to give us 69% of his attention to us, which is nice. Right on. Well, you might have to go see Principal Oshag Hennessy. <laughs> ben wow. is working through a mixed pack of tall cans from Vancouver Island Brewery. Which is delicious. Um, okay. So uh, last episode. Uh, oh, my God. Should I even attempt the usernames or should I just leave them out? I feel like I'm going to butcher all of them. And a lot of them well it depends like, like if you if you say them then and we say something controversial towards them then it's you know <laughs> okay first comment love chemistry agree with the last song her vocals are fire meaning of life is my favorite casey album great reaction so wow we some, have somebody that agreed with us yeah, that's amazing with, with the last song on the album because we we talked about that last song a lot just because it, yeah. we did not like it not that we yeah. didn't like the song we just didn't like it, the placement the placement on the album yeah. yeah um let's see what else do we get kelly can sing any genre country pop r&b rock and even big band i, I don't know why big band big band <laughs> what strange. like like a marching band <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> that's a strange one to, to include that anyways you should check out her christmas album in 2021 i love i love the song blessed on that album 
See, the thing with Christmas songs, though, yeah. is that you can't just say this is their best work because that's a, I feel like that's a backhanded, you know, I guess, uh, insult to, to the artist. Because, <laughs> like, Christmas songs should be something that, like, famous people will eventually get to. But it's not something that's like, oh, they should go watch this. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas, yeah. Christmas yeah. angle's a bit weird, but okay, maybe. Uh, Ben's confused. Ben, this is the fan mail section. We're reading... Fan mail. We have fans, Ben, not just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people left us comments on our last uh, yeah. on our last review on the Kelly Clarkson album. So we're just going through those because uh, some of them I actually found uh, funny. Um, someone who does disagree with us, though. Uh, I think the last song fits. To me, the album covers her divorce and all the heartache that comes with it. And the la- last song is light, airy, fun, and how she probably felt after it's over. Like a vacation on a beach on some island. Hmm. That's a big stretch. <laughs> yeah, th- there's some truth to it, but it's like, I don't know. I still... I still think that last song is is out of place on that album. I I agree. I think if you were going to make a lighthearted song, it should have been something different within the genre of the album. Yeah. Rather than a reggae sounding song. Again, I like the song individually. I think yeah. it's a good song, but I just feel like the placement on the album is well, we both feel this. Yeah. But but still I, I don't know. That's a that's a big stretch for me. Our good friend Miguel Pratz left us a comment of uh, Growing Up Gaming. He says, absolutely love the review. Excited to check the album. So some words of encouragement there, Eric. He's Um, a huge Kelly Clarkson fan, I think, too. Um, and then a bunch of people just left like other Kelly Clarkson stuff to listen to. Uh, one person said, listen to sober by Kelly from my December. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another person says my December, check it out. Um, and another comment saying sober by Kelly Clarkson again from my December. Wow. All right. Um, so yeah, people are just leaving suggestions of like things to, uh, to listen to, which is what we wanted. We want yeah. our fans to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you fans for reaching out and commenting <laughs> on our shenanigans. Um, and then finally, uh, here's a, here's the one constructive feedback that we did Uh-oh. receive. Too much focus on That's Right, Lameo. Uh, and That's Right is the last track on that album. That song is so insignificant in the big picture. Hmm. <laughs> See, here's the thing. It's not what we're doing is an album review. We're not doing a like a song review or like mm-hmm. right? it's an album review. So it is the whole thing is as one package, as one giant piece of you know art form. So, and it's the last song. If anything, the first song and the last song are the most important parts of the album. Absolutely. It's yeah. the ones that you'll go away humming, right? Yeah. Now, do we uh, talk about that song for too long? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it just made an impact on our on our review. It, yeah, for <laughs> so. me, it just, because it was the last song, it just mm-hmm. ruined the album for me. Not ruined, but it like brought it down significantly. Yeah, it kind of just like... It's like you got kicked in the side of the head. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) Yeah, it didn't end properly. But anyways, that was fan mail. Not bad. (laughs) We didn't get completely flamed. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm quite, 
quite happy and satisfied with that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, oh, Ben is listening to the Cult Stone Temple Pilots Nirvana Pearl Jam. Very nineties. Very nineties. Right on. Right on. Um, all right, let's get into some um, music news. Um, I don't. Do I don't know if this is actually news, but um, Rivers Como of Weezer is now uh, featured in a new ad for clothing company Ash and Erie, uh, which is designed or is a clothing company designed for short men. So specifically because <laughs> Rivers Como is short, he is now uh, the spokesperson for this clothing company. I think that they should have uh somebody famous do a clothing company for tall people like myself that don't have to go in and buy flood plant pants <laughs> everywhere he goes who so. who would that be who's like See, super tall so musician, here's the thing musician. here's the thing with rivers cuomo like good for him i guess but <laughs> but like the, the thing that short people have over tall people like myself is that they can go into the store, and I've heard of this <laughs> happening, short people going in and buying the kids' clothing <laughs> yes. version, yep. right? Yep. So that's, you have that option. <laughs> I don't have that option. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's actually a good point, <laughs> because kids' clothes are cheaper also. Mm -hmm. They're, like, significantly cheaper. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, is Josh Homie a tall person? I don't know, a tall person. Tall I person? think it's like. Hold on. I'll, I'll Google. His, uh, what, 1.93 meters. I don't know what that is. 1.93 meters in feet. Apologies to all you Americans. He's 6'3. Oh. Okay, not tall enough. Sorry. 6'5. <laughs> he doesn't look 6'3. He's a shrimp. <laughs> but he doesn't look 60 i was i'm surprised he is like that tall though i need somebody like trace adkins he's a country singer he's like seven feet tall is he and he's like the most trace manly man i've ever seen Ad adkins height i appreciate it ben i appreciate that you're trying <laughs> thank you he's six six <laughs> he's six six so he's taller than me so perfect candidate perfect candidate uh Google says Mick Fleetwood. How tall is Mick Fleetwood? Mick Fleetwood is six five. He's also a person that doesn't seem tall. Oh. So there you go. I'm six five. So hmm. interesting. Uh, anyways, enough of that. Um, Aaron says, "While we do have options, I do, I do use it." The quality is significantly less and doesn't fit well. <laughs> I assume in reference to children's clothes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Children's clothes are not the same shape according to Chasing Dragonflies. Okay. <laughs> so maybe not that beneficial. So there you go. But the option is there. <laughs> um, moving on. Creed, the band, might be planning a 2024 tour to celebrate their 25th anniversary of Human Clay. Uh, so it looks like they may be getting back together. Now, Eric, Creed, over under, what do you think? Are you going to you gonna go uh, see them or not? So so this back? is this is the thing. Creed, I'm just pulling up their list here. Uh... Yeah, well, 
There's a lot of bands that do that, right? <laughs> I would, you know what? I, I don't know. That honestly, Creed gets a lot of shit, but they're freaking talented. Like, yeah, uh, I think I would go see these guys for yeah? sure. Yeah, okay. like they're just all solid. They just like really can play, and they're just like so good. Their songs maybe a bit cheesy, but. Mm. That's one that these are one of the bands that kind of blend in with other bands too. Creed? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So they're definitely the better of like those '90s alt rock type of bands, but mm. or post grunge type of bands. But um, man, they were they're actually really good. Um, but uh, yeah, if they get back together, cool for them. But I don't think I would ever see them. It's not my not mm. my vibe. Not your cup of tea. Nope. Um, as a five foot tall dude, there aren't many options for durable, well fitting, and well styled clothing. Says Aaron. Uh, yeah, I think there's like a certain um, sweet point, right? Like they built, they make clothes for the average height, but mm-hmm. then if you're not within that band, it's like hard. So if you're like too short then you can't find stuff if you're too tall you can't find stuff we should just go back to what it originally was and you just get it. you go to the tailor and then they just make you your clothes for you <laughs> simpler times exactly um warner bros is in the news warner brothers is negotiating a 500 million dollar deal to sell its film and tv music publishing assets uh, music from films such as purple rain the batman films casablanca and the list goes on mm. uh, but they're actually going to or looking to sell uh their whole music uh tv and film catalog which is it's pretty i don't know like that's gonna be pretty impressive i know but because there's probably a lot of stuff there that we don't realize what's there in the list that you're yeah. just like, holy shit, this song? Like, I'm trying to think of something big. Like, would would that mean, like, anything that John Williams put towards a Warner Brothers yeah, film? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's big. Yeah, like that Han, is Hans, big. Hans Zimmer stuff that he did for Warner Bros. Wow. Like, basically every film composer that did anything for Warner Bros., I just don't know. Like, what's, why, why are we paying? Why is anyone paying for this? I mean, after listening to what Queen is selling their cat or possibly selling their catalog oh, yeah. for, like yeah. almost a billion dollars, like yeah. literally, anything is game. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else is there? Oh. In Seoul, South Korea, a robot has made its debut as an orchestra conductor to a sellout <laughs> crowd. It wowed the audiences with a flawless performance. The robot is named Ever Six. So, I would love to a, see this happen. Because, wow. honestly, if you're practicing this song enough, the conductor doesn't really need to be there. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. like, like, because if the conductor just, if the robot just keeps moving its arms, <laughs> right, the audience doesn't really know unless you're a musician. You'd be like, okay, well, it's a little bit off. <laughs> like, so, so I wonder if it was actually like, you know, spot on. Well, yeah, if it's a robot, it's definitely spot on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not exactly sure how impressive this really is. Cause like once you get to that performance level mm-hmm. or the performance time, the conductor really is just to keep the whole orchestra together because sound moves at a, uh, a relative, well, a very slow uh, pace compared to light. Right. So like mm-hmm. musicians, looking at the conductor will be in better time than trying to listen to the rest of the the orchestra because the orchestra takes like a huge amount of space so if you're on one end uh and listening to the the musician on the other end of the orchestra there's definitely going to be a latency there uh that's why you look at the conductor while performing an orchestra but i mean if you've practiced enough as a group yes you just need you just need someone counting time. That's it. So this is the this is the scenario, uh, and Ken was there for this, and it was probably I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we were just we we're band geeks in high school, but it was just it was just it's epic to watch. There's this guy uh, that would take music, so we had a, we had an option to take music class, and uh, some people had to take like a. Like you had to get certain amount of credits. So this person chose music as his credit and uh, he was definitely not a musician or he was like one of the kids that kind of struggled through, through the class. Right. And remember he was put on the symbols, James (laughs) Bittner. I don't know if you remember this. Oh yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, So we were playing this big master, like this is like live, like we're all this thing. And the con- uh, our teacher, who's the conductor, is you know doing his thing, and he just and I remember during practice, this always sunk in me. He's like, James, you got to just hammer on those symbols, like those crash symbols at the end. It's like the big finale. So <laughs> he did, he did that at the live performance, but he did it way too much <laughs> that it was just drowning out the band. And I remember looking at his face, and he had the biggest smile on his face just smacking these crash symbols <laughs> together so what does this ai conductor do <laughs> when something like that happens nothing <laughs> 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 yeah i yeah i don't know i don't i guess it's cool that a robot is conducting but mm. i just don't see the point <laughs> just like okay fine <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't see the point either. I, like, I don't think that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, in other technology news, Spotify is looking to add full-length music videos to their app. Uh, so, if there is a music video available, uh, once you're listening to the the song, uh, it will actually display the music video. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you personally, but I I just don't care if uh, there is a music video or not when it comes to music i think back in the day music videos weren't actually that bad because it was kind of like it was just a visual like thing to watch but i feel like now they've made it so much into like a cinematic adventure that you're just like oh there's like characters and there's like store an arcing storyline yeah and it's like okay like i wanted to listen to the song i don't care about some cowboy running through the desert yeah. with an alien gun or whatever it is right <laughs> yeah like even even when i think about thriller right like you watch it once you watch it a few times but then after that like yeah. i'm just gonna go listen to thriller like audio only i don't think anybody is like 
really like anymore being like oh my god you gotta watch this music video it's crazy (laughs) but the only time people would do that would be like if you know the singer's barely wearing anything oh you gotta watch this you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah like there aren't many music videos these days i can't even name one that's like that i would be like oh you have to watch this music video Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems uh, chasing dragonflies does want this option though. She does love uh, music videos. I just don't know. Like I'm, I'm perfectly happy not looking at music videos ever again. Like we are old. So maybe that's why Maybe <laughs> we still like our newspaper. <laughs> uh, there's a company called waves. Um, I think it's Waves AI. I don't know. It just let's just call them Waves. Uh, is a music streaming company startup that is now live and is a catalog of AI only driven uh, music deepfakes. So, in partnership with record labels and artists, Waves AI is providing a streaming service that is purely deepfake music. Uh, in their last round of venture capital funding, they received twenty million dollars. Hmm. So there's a spot for just fake music that's out there. I don't know if I would like. I you sent me one recently. Uh, oh yeah, it what was, was it? Uh, Johnny oh, Cash, right? Yeah, it was Johnny Cash singing "Barbie Girl." <laughs> that's what it was. So like that in, would in live... like the Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> so so <laughs> like that would live on this platform, <laughs> Waves AI. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just. Like you listen to it once and you're like, I don't need to listen to this ever again. Like there's no, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gimmick for sure. It's, it's one of those things where you download and you're like, Oh, look at this. Like you have fun with it. And then you're just like, it's over. You never touch the app again. Yeah. I don't know. We're just going crazy with this stuff. Um, Oh, Chasing Dragonfly says, Kyla Lagrange, Cut Your Teeth is the best music video uh, I've ever seen. Okay. Cut your teeth. I'll check it out. I'm going to check this out. I'm going to write this down. All right. All right. Well, we'll report back next week. Um, Meta has instituted their policy of banning individuals who impersonate someone else. Unfortunately, this has had negative consequences. Uh, Tribute acts from George Michael to Freddie Mercury to Dolly Parton have had their Facebook pages permanently deleted. This has destroyed one of their abilities to promote themselves, which I feel like they should have made an accept thought about this and made an exception of for like, people who make a living out of being a tribute act because that's Mm. by definition they are impersonating someone else (laughs) yeah (laughs) like again why you need to institute this policy because you want like quote-unquote real people to advertise to but that seems a bit crazy no yeah it is (laughs) Uh, uh let's see oh uh, the award show that we don't uh, name by name on this podcast have announced that music that is made solely by AI cannot be nominated uh, for their award. However, human-created work made using AI technology is eligible at, so long as there is, quote, meaningful human contribution. See, what does that mean, I know. though? 
Is there going to be a category for this? And the best AI collaboration goes to oh. Johnny Cash singing Barbie Girl. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, I don't. It makes like, why do we need? Why do we need AI writing music? That's my that's my big thing. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. People writing music, you assume write music because they enjoy it, right? They want to like say something or create mm. something. But why? Why do you need the AI to help you write it? Yeah, I agree. Like, even if you're shit at it, like, do you still? Is there still incentive to use AI? I don't know. Maybe if you're just trying to become famous, maybe we're I'm too uh, too naive to think that people just want to write music because they enjoy it. <laughs> so wouldn't that just close the door for a lot more people though? Because like already the music industry is tough to mm -hmm. get into, right? So like you get these AI, you know, people using AI to create songs just to become famous. Then it's like, well, then it just weeds. It just yeah. just makes it even more difficult for people to get in yes yep yeah because like even uh record labels they'll they'll just use ai because it's cheaper than actually hiring songwriters mm -hmm. or musicians right yeah why would why would they need them anymore yeah and what sets you from this ai machine now yeah yeah so i don't know this this line of the sand that this award show has made is I don't know. I feel like they should just ban all AI involvement. Like, I don't know how you would capture that or measure that, but keeping it open to music that is partially AI uh, influenced seems like such a gray area that mm -hmm. like, how do you even, how do you even determine that? <laughs> so, like here, like as we're saying this though, like here's a here's an award show that creates like ridiculous categories for like music that is like this is the best, you know, world, uh, world industrial uh, <laughs> hip hop music, right? It's like what do you just just use the the genres, right? Like, oh, yeah, no, world music is a terrible genre. Like, I don't understand why yeah. world like. What does what that even like? Everything should classify as world music. Yeah, it's created in Earth. Yeah, it makes unless no it's created. Sense. Oh well, no, this is created in Mars. <laughs> so, oh, duh. Like, world music is like everyone, so shouldn't it include like London and New York and LA? Like, yep. it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Spotify has a new. Um. I guess it's a technology. Uh, it's called AI Playlist Art. It analyzes a playlist and generates custom artwork based on the playlist theme and vibe. So previously they had mm. actual humans uh, creating these uh, thumbnails for the playlists, uh, but now they're using AI to uh, scan the songs with, within the playlist and it, and it creates the artwork or the thumbnail for that playlist. I've seen this uh, happen. Is it good? Do you think it, it uh, well, captures, I saw it. captures it? So, well, the one example I saw was Warpigs, 
and it was it was just a pig in a combat no. fatigue. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, that's so mm. stupid. That's so dumb. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyways, um, radio station in Portland, Oregon, called Live ninety five five, uh, has announced that midday host Ashley Elzinga will broadcast a cloned version of her voice via AI. The broadcast will happen every day from ten a.m. to three p.m. Hmm. So you're, even the radio stations. They're being taken over by AI. Would you be angry if your favorite radio station that you listen to, the host, you found out like a year later that it was all just an AI talking to you? I think you would know though, because like (laughs) some of the, like some of the, like there's one guy on the radio station down here at uh, CFOX here in Nanaimo. And it's, the guy is good in the morning. Like I love listening to him. He's hilarious. They have, it, it kind of reminds me of a very tame version of the Dean Blundell show okay. on 102.1 yep. The Edge, yep. right? Which which I love, but but you're not going to get that personality with like a robot, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, yeah. just that human personality. Like there's just no way you can get that. So I would be bummed, but I, I think I would be able to see through it though. Mm. Well, we'll find out in a year which radio stations <laughs> are lying to us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chasing Dragonflies would be impressed if uh, it was an AI all along, though. It would be. Yeah, like if they can hold that same emotional kind of like connection with the audience, mm. then it would be like, oh shit, that's like that's scary. That is scary. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a company called SNS Activewear Facility in Nevada. It has a 700,000 square foot facility that has recently had a court ruling go against them. The court ruling has determined that the playing of risky music in the workplace is considered harassment. The specific instance referenced music by Eminem and Too Short that glorified violence against women. The court's opinion also applied to people singing these songs, shouting or whispering. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So no risque music allowed in the workplace. I mean, who the frick is blasting like any music in the workplace yeah like don't you have WAP fridays (laughs) (laughs) just put on your like earphones or something and stop singing at work please stop singing at work no one wants to hear you sing (laughs) no one i guarantee it no one wants to hear you sing at work (laughs) it's like crazy like I just picture just like someone with just headphones on being like, oh yes, <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> you know. Chasing dragonflies things at work. No, please, please stop singing at work unless <laughs> I I usually I usually like hum at work, but it's more of like a Jack Black kind of like like you know. And Ben can account to that unless your whole company is is like all choir people like this is like a church or something and you're just all singers and just doing like what's what's that movie pitch perfect unless you're practicing your acapella like performances please stop singing at work Uh. anyways it's harassment all right so people stop it it's harassment interesting yeah 
Um, the band OK Go have settled a lawsuit with Post Foods over their instant cereal products. So Post Foods, uh, makers of Cheerios and uh, other cereal products. The details are not public, but Post will uh, not be allowed to trademark OK Go, uh, the phrase of the band, because Post Foods wanted to make an instant cereal called OK Go. I don't even remember this band, to be honest. I remember. Are they the ones on the treadmills? Okay, go. Yeah. I, I think sounds I, familiar. I think they're the band on the treadmills. I'm like pretty sure. Okay, uh, go. But yeah, you cannot use the term okay, go anymore, apparently. This band looks ridiculous. Yes, they are the ones on the treadmills. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and last thing uh, in the news, uh, Loudwire recently, well, I guess this is stemming from the recent uh, increase in people throwing shit at musicians on stage, uh, the recent uptick of that. Uh, so Loudwire has put together a uh, top 10 list of uh, ways of not being an a-hole at concert. Uh, so Eric, I'm going to read this list to you, uh, and then you can you can tell us if you agree or not with these. Okay. So, uh, number 10, actually, I'm not going to number these cause I'm actually going to forget where I'm at. But the first one is, uh, don't hold your phone up the entire show. I agree. I don't know how people have the stamina to, to do that. When I yeah. watch people do that, I'm like, I don't, aren't your arms tired? It's funny because when I go to a show, it's like, I'll take a few pictures and then that's it. And then my phone's gone Yeah. because I want to enjoy the goddamn show. That's mm -hmm. what I want to do. Right. Yeah. So the people that are just and I can't stand these people watching them even on vacation when you go somewhere and you're just like you're literally just looking at the world through your fucking phone. <laughs> right. And it's just like you're at a show like like <laughs> put the phone down and enjoy the show. Like take whatever you need to take so you could post it, whatever the hell you want to post it to. And then that's it. Right. Yeah. Enjoy the show because. You're like, look, like people, like you see people at the concerts too. They're like, they're just, they're looking at the concert through their phone. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It's a ridiculous practice. I don't know why people do it. Paid so much money to be there. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Well, especially because, like, you know, you're spending money to go see Taylor Swift, you're, you're buying like, you know bladders so that you can go to the bathroom and not like leave you could just go to the bathroom where you're standing let alone you're standing there with your phone peeing yeah. while you're taking a video of the song um oh going back to okay go a ron says uh very creative music videos oh yeah so they did a bunch they did a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff yeah um next one on the list don't spill your drink on people i feel like this is just that's common courtesy yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just general life common courtesy. Yeah. That shouldn't be like, on the list. Don't be a cock. <laughs> don't don't like and that happened to me once. Uh I, I me and Julia went to go see uh who the hell was it? Was it Dean Brody? Might have been Dean Brody. Anyways, no, Dirks Bentley. We went to go see Dirks Bentley mm -hmm. and it was like we were in the cheap seats. And these idiots behind us were having a good time, which was great. But they were like spilling their beer. And I was almost at the point where I was going to just smack <laughs> the cans out of their hands and 
be like the hell out of here <laughs> yeah i think i've had a drink spilled on me also but mm -hmm. in like a sitting area which is sort of annoying yeah uh but yeah i don't think this should be on the list that feels just like a common sense that's, thing yeah that's like a life skill yeah. or life you know i don't know what but something to do with your actual living your life don't do that ever <laughs> Uh, the next one on the list is don't shout through the entire show. I don't know who's shouting in the show, though. Yeah, neither do I. Who's doing that? I don't know. That's a weird one. I've are they Are they like, are they, is it like referring to shouting the lyrics? No, they said uh, sing your lungs out in the article, but it says don't shout through the entire. I don't know who the hell is shouting through the entire show. I've never met this person. That would be hilarious. That's just like, that's a diehard hardcore fan right there. Uh, like, the next one was... just believe, Don't stop <laughs> believing! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> just like... <laughs> uh, don't dance and fall all over others. That's like a mosh pit. I don't know. Yeah, that, that circumstance applies... Maybe if you're going to see, like, I don't know, a symphony, maybe dance <laughs> and fall over somebody. But, like, I agree. Like, if you're in a mosh pit, right, that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah like, in any sort of standing area, even if the mosh doesn't start, if you get, like, if someone falls on you, I, I don't know. It seems that yeah. sort of comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah, I disagree with that. Hmm. Uh, next, don't squeeze to get in front of people who were there first. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a tough one, though. I don't know. Yeah, I I get what what it's like. Yeah, it sucks because then people just kind of like wedge their way through. <laughs> <laughs> For me, if you're able to squeeze through somehow, I feel like you you deserve that. Yeah, you should like you should know like concert etiquette when you're on the floor, and you're standing there, just arms out, <laughs> nobody's passing, and as soon as you feel that nudge, you just really like it's like the Spartans in three hundred. You hold with your shield, and you do not let those people pass. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, next one on the list: don't make out the whole time. I think that goes along with the phone one. Like, why? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, that I people who do that are like extremely inebriated, <laughs> and I don't know why. I just find it amusing because it's just like the whole world around them is gone, and they're just like, just mad, <laughs> you know. Um. Next one yeah. is leave oversized hats at home. I've never had that issue. Yeah, me neither. I've never like, I've never <laughs> seen someone show up at a concert with like a sun hat, like a sombrero. Yeah, like a sombrero. Like that seems insane. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. That is, I would die if somebody came to a concert wearing a sombrero, like Taylor Swift sombrero. <laughs> so out of place. Uh oh, don't start a fight. Yeah. I mean, that seems common sense. Yeah. Don't start a fight in the mosh pit. Like, I've seen, like, I haven't, sorry, I haven't seen personally, but I've seen on, like, YouTube and stuff, people being kicked off. 
mm. the stage. I think Foo Fight or uh, Dave Kroll kicked somebody off the stage at a Foo Fighter concert. Yeah. Or not at stage, uh, in the audience. Yeah. They're like, hey, this fucker right here, get him the fuck out of here. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> in order for him to stop the song and stop, like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, don't yell obscenities at the performer. <laughs> I've been to a concert where that's happened. I don't know if I agree with that. So I went to see Our Lady Peace. What? <laughs> with a buddy of mine here in Nanaimo. And we're watching it. And like, it was like, I think I mentioned, I mentioned it on the podcast. They had like the 3D, like. Oh, the holograms. The holograms. The mirror and, and or stuff, whatever screens. Which was neat. But I guess like they were trying to tell this whole story because it was for like his album, the new album that came out, Spirit of the Machines 2 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and he was he was kind of just it was talking about like technology and it was like trying to captivate the audience. And I guess this one guy just goes up like, fuck you, Rain Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't help but laugh because it was hilarious. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about like this AI thing. Like, play the goddamn song. Like, it was really like this guy. I don't know if he got kicked out because he was like on the other side of the out of the venue. But I just died. Like, I love that. Yeah, that's why oh. I feel like this doesn't belong on the list because like it's mm. it's those like weird interactions that sort of just make the show a bit more fun. Uh, it's kind of hilarious when it happens, especially right? in that scenario because the artist is like being too serious, like mm -hmm. and having well, it's that funny because because of... he's like leaning on his microphone and he's just like watching the three D like hologram talk. <laughs> And then this happens, and you can just see his face. He's trying so hard not to like lose it. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> oh, uh, and finally, don't throw things at the stage. Which, of course, I agree. Oh my god, I yeah, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why people do this. Yeah, it's it's like, what's the point? Yeah, like stop throwing shit. It's crazy. Um, all right, so that's the top ten uh, do do not do's at uh, at a concert or concert mm. etiquette. And Eric, I'm happy to announce <clears throat> that was every single news article. What really? We are now caught up to July 17, 2023. Wow, let's go, let's go, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> We're done. We're finally mm. done. So that leads us to uh, this week's album review. Um, it's a big one. It's maybe one of the most anticipated albums of this year. Uh, it is Taylor Swift's Speak Now, Taylor's version. Ah, so here we go. Uh, Speak Now, Taylor's version is the third re-recorded album by American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift. It was released on July 7, 2023. Speak Now is notable as it is Taylor Swift's first album where she is the sole songwriter of all tracks on the album. Taylor's version is extended from the original 14 tracks to now 22. This one's that's, a big record. That's a big increase in songs. Yeah. I just have to say. All right, Eric. So. Your uh, thoughts thoughts on uh the re-recording of this album i mean production wise it's great um you, you could like i, I kind of like the taylor versions 
a bit better just because her vocals are just more mature in this case like especially like if you listen to the older album of this like it just sounded very like you know teeny bopper kind of just like oh like oh you broke my heart oh no <laughs> right where it whereas it kind of like with her matureness now like it kind of gave a little bit more meaning to the songs mm-hmm. um i do think that this album is definitely like like especially like julia is a huge t like taylor swift fan like like t or what do they call swifty all the way right yeah, yeah. so like literally like she grew up with this in high school right so it's like complete nostalgia for her listening to all these songs um but i just like why put 22 songs like i just listening to this album was really like painful just because of how long it was in this case because it's like okay well uh you know most of these songs have already come out and some of these like are kind of like easter eggs for her but Julia's not like, happy with you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I might have to open another beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but like, I mean, I think this is her like big pivotal album that yes. really like put her on the map. And that was literally like, I am a force to be reckoned with and nothing will stop me from what I'm going to achieve. Because, uh, uh, like, if you took the 14 songs that were on the album, and I'm just going to focus on those ones. If you took those, like, they're very well-written songs, right? Just, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, melody line, lyrics, um, like, your hooks, too. Like, it's just it's just a very good, well-written album. But I think that she just should have just, she just should stick with the 14 songs on the album right because if you're going to add more songs add them as like an ep or a brand new album or whatever or just like you know yeah or or like the lost tapes of taylor swift or or whatever you want to call it um but that being said like i i thought that they were like i i enjoyed them better than the original like i don't know if you listen to the original compared to this one yeah a little bit yeah yeah so i just found like it was a more relatable mature album mm-hmm. to to listen to rather than the original recordings yeah no i i agree with that um but before getting into it chasing Dragonfly says she played the entire album at work and the co-workers got mad they thought 22 was too many yeah and i think that's sort of a I, it's sort of a through line with this taylor's version it it was a struggle to get through it from 1 mm-hmm. to 22, front to back, like, it was too long. For for an album with songs that sort of feel the same for the most part, a lot of them are just about heartbreak and, like, you know, losing love or revenge mm-hmm. or, like, it, it's... And it's all sort of in that same tempo, like it's very similar from song to song. Like if you were to just like compare randomly one song to the another, another mm-hmm. in this album, there's definitely like differences, but as like a one to 22, everything sort of starts blending together. If you're mm-hmm. trying to listen to this from front to back. Um, so it, it was a struggle to be like completely honest. Uh, even the one to 14, 
to me was a struggle once i got mm-hmm. to like 13 14 i was like okay this album is done this is enough songs yeah um but in saying that i mean wonderful songs honestly like uh haunted i actually prefer the acoustic version of haunted which is not on this album but uh i think that song's brilliant um, oh absolutely i really so like back to december that's yes. probably my favorite on the album yeah um i i like uh spark like like she knows how to make a good hit and mm-hmm. and this is definitely where she kind of really molded her her songwriting skills because yeah. before that you have fearless and taylor's uh, like the self-titled album yeah. taylor swift but like fearless has has like it, it's just those like iconic starter taylor swift songs but this is where she's actually starting to actually be like i am i am an adult now and i kind of want to just show my you know my two cents and i and i think she definitely is really here crafting her songwriting ability Mm -hmm. yeah and like and i agree with you the taylor's version is is much better than the original in terms of a Mm -hmm. vocal performance it just mm-hmm. digs a lot deeper. Like she's able to put way more emotion in that vocal performance mm-hmm. now than the original. She's got, speak now. She's got all those years of experience, yeah. right? So like, yeah, yeah. It just sounded very like the original just sounded very kitty to me. Mm-hmm. And and I know it probably like I this album from what I've been told holds a lot to like nostalgia and like oh, I grew up with this album and and that's awesome, but definitely this version is way better yeah in my opinion yeah uh and super impressive that it's it's her as the sole songwriter like Mm -hmm. just to be able to write 1 to 14 like on your own like that's freaking brilliant right (laughs) perfect i'm back in the good books (laughs) (laughs) but but honestly there aren't there aren't a lot of musicians who could write one to 14 of these tracks on their own and be no. this good absolutely not yeah there's right and like how old was she when she made this 22 which is why i assume there's 22 tracks 22 tracks oh fair enough i think yeah she likes to do those things i think i will i'll look it up while uh while we keep discussing this um yeah this just this album like even like enchanted you've got mean mean is probably another one of my favorite songs on this album uh like she just got a really good way of words and what's cool is is it just gets better like her or like lyrics just get better from here i still think that folklore will always be her best work yep and and I can't see her topping that. And if she does, I'd be thoroughly impressed. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people top like their best album. Mm-hmm. Um, quick calculation: she was twenty one when this was released. Okay, I might be off by one. I'd yeah, be because didn't she have a song on the? Yeah, she had. So on the next album, Red, she has a song called Twenty Two. Okay. So yeah. yeah, and that was a, that, I don't know, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, twenty one, like a twenty one year old writing this album by yourself. Oof. That's a, that's a big, like task. Yeah, there right? aren't 
there aren't a lot of people that could do that. No. Even in like history, like there's not a lot of people that could do that. <laughs> no. Um all right, let's uh let's let's just wrap this up. Um Eric, final thoughts, ratings on uh Speak Now Taylor's version. I mean, uh probably for those people who are, you know, like chasing dragonflies playing this album at work and they're probably like pissed off. They probably don't even know who Taylor Swift is. Maybe they're just young or maybe they're old and they're like, Well, how was this person? <laughs> like whippersnapper. <laughs> um, so I would say uh I would recommend listening to this album for sure, especially if you wanted if you wanted to get a feel of what Taylor Swift was, because I think this is like this is some of definitely considered some of her best work. Mm-hmm. For sure. Rating, final rating. Rating? Uh it's hard. It's hard to give a rating. Uh I think if I rated the original album, it would be a lot lower than what I would give this one. Really? I'm gonna give this oh, yeah, I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. And what would you give the original then? Probably a six. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. And and the only reason why I say that is because and it's like I know people might rip my critique apart because they're like, well, you said there's 22 songs and you didn't like it. And look, the dot, dot, dots from my wife there. <laughs> um, I mean, I, the, the original just sounded very high school to me, right? Mm. It's just very high school. And, and I understand it's, it's perception, but I felt like this one, the re-recordings, like with her matured, like uh, vocals, on this like it really kind of just set those messages even better than what she originally recorded so uh i I just thought that this album was very like it's how she wanted to do it rather than somebody saying hey Mm. this is what you're going to do um i don't i still don't agree with the 22 songs i think it should just just recreate your album right that's Mm-hmm. That's it. Save your other songs for another thing. Recreate the album, or mm-hmm. if you're going to add or remove songs, like it's because at that time the record label told you you can't add this song because it's not commercially viable. Like exactly. Like there's no way tracks 15 to 22, all of those got rejected by the label, and you intended on keeping those. Like it's not possible. That's a lot. Yeah, it is like. <laughs> two maybe three songs you could have added mm-hmm. in that scenario but yeah yeah oh wow okay so you would have actually give given the original a six whereas this one's an eight yeah oh, damn um you know weirdly enough i might actually be the opposite you on you uh for this one mm-hmm. um like for this one specifically taylor's version I think I'm giving it a six out of 10 <laughs> and, and I will say if you had to choose between the two, you're definitely going to, I would definitely recommend Taylor's version like mm. every day of the week because it's just the better. It just, the performance is just so much better. Yeah. And it's better produced. Yeah. But I would give the, original album an eight out of ten that's Mm. the thing i would do the reverse of you because i think from an album from a listening perspective just an album i think the one to 14 tracks is the is the sweet Mm. spot i i still think it's a bit too long one to 14 
but at least it wasn't a slog to mm-hmm. to listen to whereas Taylor's version as an album is difficult to listen to mm-hmm. it is a very like i i had to force myself to actually listen to all tracks 1 to 22 and actually like actively listen to it it was very difficult whereas like when i listened yeah. to the original 1 to 14 i could get to 12 12 and 13 and then by the end, I'd be like, okay, this is it. I'm turning this off. Yeah. It's it's crazy, too, because I don't know what you're listening to this on, but on Apple Music, it actually has in uh, brackets uh, from the vault, which I feel like a great album name from the vault. <laughs> right. Just saying, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not to take away from the individual songs. I think the individual songs are brilliant. They're, like, really good. But when you're, it's different when you're putting together an album because it needs to go through, you know, the beginning, the middle, the climax, the end. Like it has to be a balanced mm-hmm. album okay. and it has to be a good listening experience, not just song after. That's just a playlist. That's not an mm-hmm. album, right? Which is what I found this album to be. It's just song after song after song. Yeah. Um, okay. I can see your point. So that's sort of why I would give this Taylor's version a six, whereas the original an eight, Mm -hmm. even though I think Taylor's version is the superior album because of the performance. Mm. So it's a bit paradoxical, but... Yeah, mine is too, so don't worry about it, (laughs) but just in the opposite way. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just such an interesting, like... It's an interesting approach to have this many songs on on this Mm -hmm. album. And I get you want to give your fans bang for their buck, but like this is too many. I mean, she can do anything, yeah. And people would buy it, right? Like that, and that's the thing. That's why we're saying, like, put this on a different album, put these songs on a different album from the vault or whatever you want to call it, and people will buy it. Yeah, especially the true fans, right? Yeah, yeah. It should have been a different album. Um. Okay. Anyways, that's uh, that's sort of controversial. Where <laughs> yeah, it's two controversial reviews of the album. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but nowhere close to folklore. Honestly, folklore. Yeah, that's I don't know. Like even listening to like, if you get a chance, I would recommend going on Disney Plus and loading up that live version of her in the cottage sessions or whatever. And it's it's her whole. She plays all of folklore and it's just him, her and like two other musicians. And it's, it's just so good. It's so good. I highly recommend listening to that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Perfect. So that was our discussion on speak now Taylor's version by Taylor Swift, obviously Uh, for those of you uh, following along with us every single week, the album that we will be uh, discussing will be the brand new in Times New Roman yes. by Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, a bit of a delay because uh, there are bigger, bigger albums to fry. Uh, mm-hmm. But we are finally getting to this one. So that's what we will be discussing uh, next week. Amen. All right. So that's it. This uh, this is a Crossroads Music Podcast. We actually had zero controversial statements this this week. We weren't called out for anything, so... You know, there you go. Uh, but yeah, we're here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast here every single 
uh, Monday. However, we are going to be switching to our Wednesday schedule uh, starting next week. So we'll be here Correct. at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast um, on Wednesday, 10 p.m. PT. Uh, no, 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT. There you go. Yes. <laughs> um, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music. We're also on YouTube. So I don't know. Just There's no URL you are all yet uh need to get a certain amount of subscribers and all that stuff but we're on youtube it's just the album reviews are there so uh go go check those out um but that should be uh it eric anything else to add before we wrap this all up no, no, I don't have anything to say. Sweet. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, chat, for coming in. Uh, and we will catch you all next time. Peace.